Hey, what's up, ladies and gentlemen? This is your host, Nico. And Irvin, and this is Shining Spotlight, the stream where we highlight creatives in the industry in order to inspire you guys. Today, we have a comic book artist who edges their soul into their work. She's done several <laughs> projects over the years which have entered in competitions and even won the excellent award in the International Silent Audition back in 2015 with her comic, Ariel's. Some of the other comics that she's done over time include I Ain't Superstitious, um, the fan-made comic LSD Dream Emulator, and of course, Dear Gregor, which is based on her life. Today, we have the crafty, tactical Jan Apple today. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh, Thank no, for thanks for having me. <laughs> oh, yeah, I really appreciate it. I mean, since I've seen your work, I've, like one of the things that stands out to me, of course, the most is definitely like the colors in your work you know the way that you you know you're you, of course there's the character models and everything but the colors has been one of the things that's really stood out to me like i feel like you're a really amazing color so i just have to say that before we even like jump into anything oh that's interesting because i think that i'm more skilled and black and white than color <laughs> really? i love love high contrast art so there's like a whole thing about like paintings especially where you, you i was told and taught to like you know you're not supposed to use black and your shadows because it makes the whole image dull or something i forgot but <laughs> yeah i i love to put like spots of like dark dark black no i think that mean corners and colors and i think that helps pop out the colors as well no, I can I can definitely say that like the shading and everything and where everything's. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you have a Nico. Do you have a image that you can maybe throw up on the screen for people to be able to look at of of uh, Jan's work? I can go ahead and uh, throw up uh, the first page of uh, Ella's dream if you're okay with that. Sure, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, one moment, pull it up here. And. While he's doing that, oh, there, there we go. Yeah, definitely. Like, I mean, the quality of your work is definitely top-notch professional. I definitely have to say that. Thank you, thank you. Now, what I want to know, as far as like the projects you're working on, like who are your um, your uh, influences in both art and writing? So for art, I was definitely influenced by Jamie Hewlett from the Gorillaz music videos. Oh my gosh, that that stands out like that. That honestly, yeah. I can definitely tell. When you said that, I didn't even think about that, but I'm like, yeah, I could, I could see that. Yeah. So one of my biggest influences, and then I like um, Max Greke. He's a Swedish artist that's pretty famous online. That I. Absolutely love the style. Matt. Max Greke, G R E C K E. I feel like he's somebody I should probably be familiar with. I'm not. Uh, he drew yeah. some artworks for um, Hearthstone. Ah, I see. I see. Um, he's a Blizzard artist. Oh, okay, okay. Now, I think I know who you're talking about then. Um, while we're doing, while we're going through the questions, I actually wanted to know: Would you be um, willing to maybe share your screen and show us some art today, you know? Absolutely. Well, I would appreciate that. Thank you so much. So we're doing something a little bit different today, folks. You know, we're gonna basically you're gonna see, um, you know, some of the process on how uh, Jan goes up about a lot of her work, um, and she's gonna talk about some of that while we're going through and just chopping it up today. Um, yep. So we're gonna give her a moment to go ahead and do that, and then we'll jump straight into everything else. All right. So what is it that we're seeing right there on the screen? Okay, so this is a template that I usually use when I'm creating. I draw thumbnails and rough sketches for every ideas that I have. Um, yeah, sometimes my first idea is like too repetitive or too like overused, I guess. So I try to like really push myself to like crank out ideas and concepts as much as I can before choosing the one that I want to work on. Oh, okay. Well, no, that makes sense. You know, rather than go through and do the whole page and then it'd be a thing where. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. You know, I feel like a lot of artists get, you know, or some people get too ahead of themselves and just jump in to do it, you know, and then 
exactly. Yeah, I had the bad habit of where I start something <laughs> and then I don't really like it in the middle, and then I have a really bad habit of just like you know tossing the table and just okay done delete on to the next, and it's kind of a time waster. So which not... which project is this? from in particular. Is this um this is from um Verdi Familia. That's my one of my oldest comic series that I haven't been working on. <laughs> so I can't really say it's a series. Okay. But it's definitely something that I want to work on in the future. Um yeah he's one of my favorite original characters. I see, I see. You know and with the um I was gonna say something about um not that story but um LSD uh, Dream Emulator. What yeah, made you decide to do like a uh, fan-made comic of that? Well, see, the game itself doesn't have a story or anything, mm -hmm. if you're familiar with it. Um, yeah, it's just a... Well, it's really hard to say a game. It's a, it really is just you first person walking around like bizarre landscapes that's like badly rendered in PS1 quality and I used to use it kind of like a meditation in a way so I played it a lot when I was stuck in an office job that I was going nuts like I was seeing hallucinations while I was at the office because I was in this like cubicle type room with no windows I was overworked and I was so, so stressed that, you know, I just needed a time off and play this game. And I guess the story involves some of my own experiences because the main character is, you know, an overworked, doesn't care about life much. And he like seeks like excitement and adventure in his dreams, and that's where it is right now. Okay. I see. And this was like uh, this was part of an anthology of sorts. Um, what yep. uh, kind of took me to or take us into the background of this? What was it like uh, working on this process? Um, it was definitely interesting because it was a Japanese uh, self-publisher I guess one of the person that I found on the forum about this game was saying like hey we're trying to come up with like a fan-made book to sell at one of their conventions uh, do you know if you want to apply apply now and I just went to that website and signed up and they're, they said that I was in so I'm like Crap, I need to come up with something. <laughs> so. But it was an interesting book. Um, it didn't just revolve around comics. It was um, illustration. There was photographs, poems, like a deep analysis into like some of the neat tricks that you can do in the game. And yeah, it was fun like seeing people and working with people overseas. For the let's say uh, aspiring artist that uh, that's never really worked with a group like that, like it, uh, it's part of an, like an official anthology. You know, could you kind of break it down more uh, what that process was like? Um, actually, none of the anthology work sticks out to me. They all have a team leader and you just do what you do and you know you get comments and edits if needed to and yeah it's basically you're working on your own part and what would those uh how what would those edits be looking like like when an editor comes to you you know uh how many times did you have to like go through that back and forth I'm actually pretty good <laughs> with the editors not really giving me too much stuff okay. to change. But I like, I like that flex. <laughs> I know. I was like, that's, that's a true flex right there. Like. Right. <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm usually the one like suggesting when I'm like writing this 
you know, I get the script from somebody and then I'll be like, oh, like this is broken up into two cells. I want to put it into one to, you know, focus on this emotion that's going on or like there's too much words in this dialogue bubble. Let's cut it down or divide it up into sections. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's interesting because, um, you know, there, there are many artists who will, you know, basically just go by what the script says, not really giving back that kind of feedback or suggestions on, uh, oh, I on love, what to cut down on. <laughs> I love comic layering. Like, that's one of my favorite parts about drawing comics is putting, like, you know, what size and what shape cell and to which direction and caring about the whole eye flow and, you know, the whole design aspect of it is great. So I'm curious. So like, I know you mentioned that Gorillaz was one of like, you know, the artist for Gorillaz is one of your influences, but what made you decide you actually wanted to create comics? Why not just uh, stick to illustration? I, so when I was a kid, I had a lot of, um, like my parents got me, you know, like manga and comics to, for me to read and yeah, I don't know like most of them kind of just you know it wasn't like a novel <laughs> you know there's pretty pictures and short sentences to read so it was just time waster back then but I came across this one sci-fi manga called The Phoenix by Tezuka Osamu Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. You know, yeah, I'm it's going, I, um the mm -hmm. resurrection. Yeah, I know exactly one. what you're what you're talking about. Um, I actually uh, went to uh, the uh, Tezuka Museum uh, last oh, time. Nice. Yeah, mm -hmm, that's pretty cool. Oh wow, <laughs> I'm <Well>. jealous. Telling <laughs> <laughs> me. Oh my gosh. <laughs> In any case. Yeah. yeah, so I read the resurrection, and it just like lightning strike this is what I want to do. So since then, I've been walking this dark path of drawing comics. Interesting. Okay, okay, okay. You know, so basically, you know, those basically just being like kind of like an avid reader of comics is kind of what propelled you into that. So you've been doing this for a long time then. Is that safe to say? Yeah, I've been like doodling on like, you know, side of notebooks and you know i would steal paper from the teachers to draw while during class and it i think my first like comic as a kid i was drawing like pokemon fan comics <laughs> with my yeah original character like you know doing her little adventure so are you all self-taught basically or have you ever like had like a um like any like you know mentors of sorts or anybody like guiding you like hey i'm gonna you know help you reach the point you want to reach basically to where you are the where you are today oh or... no 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 i'm a i walked this lone path <laughs> oh my gosh like lone wolf <laughs> you know prodigy <laughs> no um, i do read some like how-to books and try to you know pick up some of the stuff that I think that would be useful and sometimes I don't agree with them so I, you know just try to read as much as I can and learn what's good but yeah most of like writings or like designing cells is from like different aspects of media I guess like a lot of my influences are from movies and storyboards for telling a story visually and writing is like i don't know i read more like script writing books and like comedy writing books to like write comics so i don't have like a specific like manga or comics that they look up to to for those skills if that makes sense no that makes that makes perfect sense i honestly think that that should be how it is a lot of times where people <laughs> from different influences like how how 
important do you feel foundation is when creating comics? Because you know you have a lot of people out there who they see a style, uh-huh. something that they like, and they try to do that, but they don't really have any foundation underneath it. So it's kind of like having a nice car, but the car doesn't run good. Like, oh man, I had to like reteach myself for like three years on like fundamentals of drawing. And yeah, like one of the things I love about drawing it is to draw three dimensional objects, right? So I had to learn like all the color fundamentals, the shading fundamentals. Like I pretty much took like two to three like painting classes to get the gist of it. Interesting, interesting. Okay, okay. Now, actually, before we continue on that note, um, I noticed that we do have some comments that have appeared in the comment section. I just want to quickly address those. Um, and then we'll get right back. So it looks like we have PK Trainer Fadi. Yo, what's up, Fadi? Um, then we got, you know, it's funny. Every time I see PK Trainer Fadi, I'm not even going to lie. And this is, and he's going to get mad that I say this, but I just think of PK Fire. PK Fire. <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to say it, Fadi. I had to say I know him. So <laughs> anyway, I'm sure I did uh, that intentionally. Yeah. Anyway, um, Imagine Those TV, outstanding artist. Thank you so much, Imagine Those TV. You know, um, yes, she does. I think that's in, in reference to something earlier. Um, then we have uh, G Walker Tion. Thumbs up. Thank you, Tion. All right. Che Baker, what's up? What's up? What's up, Che? How you feeling? All right. Um, what's your biggest inspirations in uh, any favorite artist? I believe she said that earlier. She mentioned gorilla, like the artist that does gorillas. And then what was the other artist that you mentioned once more? Uh, Max Greke. And I want to mention um, Inkwire and Nico Delore as well. Those are my like influences. I'm trying to separate my favorite artist to what I'm going to be like trying to learn from the if that makes sense. Like, yeah, I had this like a whole folder full of like art that I really liked. And, you know, I get like overwhelmed with the different styles and I guess concepts that I enjoy, but like I had to like sit myself down and be like, no, this is what you're trying to like incorporate in your artwork and then these are just stuff that you like and enjoy and it is a hard process that i'm still going on right now that makes sense that makes sense um you know when you separate you know separating your favorite versus you know what you actually want to pull you know because you it's kind of like being a fan of something versus studying something it's, it's right it's right yeah, because one of my like favorite favorite painters is um Zizabikinski. He's a Polish painter that draws this like really great like surrealist artworks. And I want to draw like him, but that's not gonna be beneficial to me being a manga artist, you know. I mean, you could always pull some techniques out of what you like. Oh yeah, absolutely. Know. Anything can be, but I'm. Saying like when it comes to like artists and influences, I'm trying to like hone down what's really useful for me. Most definitely, that makes mm-hmm. sense. You're gonna say something, Nico? Uh, that name. Uh, how do you spell that first name? Zitzlaw. Zitzlaw. Yeah, Bicksinski. Sinski. Okay. That's that's a hard one. <laughs> that's hard. Uh, <laughs> and then when it comes to like writing stories, I love, love Edgar Wright's movies. So I take a lot of inspiration with the whole like scene changes and like creepy dialects and whatnot. Um, I love Franz Kafka's work as well. It's a novelist, but think- like... I think I've heard of of, of them before. So I, know, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Oh, and then I love um the show Archer. 
and South Park. Oh, yeah, no, Archer. Oh, yeah, South Park, of course I know. This guy over here loves South Park. You know, I know Archer. I never actually watched Archer before. Oh, it's so good. Like, there's an episode where the characters are just stuck in an elevator, and that's the whole episode. (laughs) And it's, yeah, they're... It's just dialogue, and that's it. And it's a re- it's one of my favorite episodes. And so it taught me like how important like building and like create like designing and give life to your characters. If you have good characters, you can basically um... yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. All right. Next one, uh, exceptional artwork, Che Baker. Thank um, you. Literally a prodigy, Che Baker. <laughs> che Baker, yeah. I'm also inspired by television and film. Kafka is very much the existentialist. Yeah, uh, existentialist, yeah. Existentialist. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then next comment, Dirk Manning. Love uh, Franz Kafka too. All right, let's see here. Yeah, I don't know how many times I read the Metamorphosis. It's so so good. Like it touches me in a weird, weird way. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to ask: um, mm-hmm. with as as good as your skills are, do you have like anybody who like keeps you motivated? And what I mean by that, like, okay, some people, and you know. And I know everybody doesn't have this, but it's something I, I love to ask because I always think it's fun. Like some people have yeah. rivals, you know, and maybe they keep each other motivated, like in a healthy way. Do you right. have anything like that? Um. Yeah, no, I don't think I have anybody that I can call them rivals per se. Like I have friends and like people that I want to work with, but I don't really see them as competition. Oh. So I could interpret that a couple different ways. Be like, <laughs> y'all ain't touching me, you know. Y'all can't touch me. I'm, I'm, I'm right here. You know, what are y'all gonna do? You know, not messing with you, but. Oh no, <laughs> no, you got me. Like that's pretty much my attitude when it comes to my art. Is you oh. know, I have a direction that I want to take. This is the path that I want to go to. You know. Okay. All right then. You know. <laughs> well, then we already know what it is then. So I'm like, any artist, what you know, out here watching, you already know what it is. You can't touch Jan. <laughs> I'm just messing but oh man. And no, that's part of the reason why I'm drawing that LSD Dream Emulator comic too. Like, it's not gonna be popular by any means because of the material but it's the story that i want to tell so i draw it <laughs> so you draw, you're basically like you know i'm not really just drawing just for me i'm drawing to show y'all how it's done <laughs> and i'm about to get a lesson today you know yep. <laughs> oh man you know okay so you know um i have to ask this you know i know it's something that people don't really like to think about but like since you know of course COVID hit last year or whatever uh-huh. the convention game has changed and everything like has COVID affected you in any sort of way as like an artist or have has it actually in some ways like helped you be more creative oh i loved quarantine life like forcing me to stay at home all the time is great but creatively i don't think i've drawn as much as i should I definitely did some like self improvements, like honing, like taking online classes for like time management and production management skills. Um, I took some classes in like writing dialogue and like educational stuffs. But being able to do that without like really getting overwhelmed by the daily grind was really helpful. Sad things happened, but personally, I've had a lot of fun. That's interesting. I'm kind of curious, though. Uh, you, you said it hasn't benefited you uh, creatively. What's that? You said it hasn't benefited you. Benefited you? Uh, benefit your creativity a little bit ago. 
Yeah, I don't think my art directly got like influenced by it. Mm. Yeah, they're just you know other aspects like cooking, writing. No, I just found it uh, interesting because you say you got you got more classes in during the period, though. Mm-hmm. Yep. Interesting. But I didn't take any like art classes, you know. Oh, okay. Yeah, because like, she's already at that level. No. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, aside from that, though, uh, did you like? Okay, did you intend for any uh, any appearances at conventions? For this year? Uh no, not at all. Um I may be going to Yomacon because it got carried over by last year, but mm. we're not really sure because it's not run very well. So <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, I'm I'm interested to in see if it's actually gonna happen this year, you know, given everything that's going on, you know. Um, right, and they already had issues with planning everything and booking everything. The people who run it is chaotic. So, so as far as basically, um, you know, looking at how your art is, like, how do you plan on? Best the best way to be putting it is advancing the game. You know, like as far as like you know with your skills, like do you? plan on doing more with your art than just, you know, for example, like comics. Um, do you plan on maybe ever getting any of your works translated into any type of animation, that sort of thing? Or? Oh, yeah. Although I feel like I'm like restarting my art career in the past two years. I've had like a major, major depression for like three years. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, yeah like I four really- years ago. <laughs> So yeah, I'm like restarting my career. So I have many things to look up to. Like I have to send like proposals to like publishers, try to get some, you know, book deals going. Um, Eventually I would love to have, you know, a movie or a show adaptation of my comics. That would be great. But ultimately I want to own and run the hydroponics Farm tower run by robots. <laughs> Wait, what? Say that one more time for me. Wait a minute. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm, I'm... I want to own and uh, and run a hydroponics farm. Hydroponics. And it's, ta- and it's a tower, like a greenhouse tower, all run by robots. Interesting. That's actually a, a different goal <laughs> than what I was expecting. But I mean, hey, you know, I'm. I mean, so, okay, what, I got to ask you this then. What's your plan on, on getting to that point? Um, try to get money as much as I can during, like, in between that. Like, I want to do what I like to do. But, you know, I, need, I want to eventually, like, own, like, real estate and try to get money from that, and then hopefully I'll have enough funds to run my robot catered little farm. I mean, aside from getting to it, I'm curious why. <laughs> very interesting. Case. You know what? You know what? Hold on. Before she answers that, okay, let's hold that particular answer because that kind of I feel like it's somehow going into the, the question we like to end it on all the time. So I'm like, okay. I kind of want to like let people like mel that over in their head a little bit. Um, <laughs> while we, um, you know, get ready to move into the next half, uh, let's answer these questions and then we'll go ahead and make a qu- couple quick announcements. Um, so there's a few more that or I don't know if there's questions, but comments it looks like we have. Um, Dirk Manning saying the metamorphosis is one of the scariest stories ever written. Oh yeah, and I love it. Jaren A, and I'm, I apologize if I'm mispronouncing your last name. I think it's Tegan. Yep. Um, Jan's artwork is unique and one of a kind. Her style is her own, and I can't wait to see more. Truly a gifted artist. Oh, thank you. Okay. Bye. And then we have uh, Darren Manning once again. We need to get you, I mean, sorry, we need to get you to a butts in seats signing when we start scheduling those, Jan. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> that would All be right. great. Yeah, I worked on the anthology with the... Oh, whatchamacallit? I think I, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on it too for <laughs> I know what you're talking about. So, um... Yeah, it's buttsandseats.com, and it's a Kickstarter with a whole comic anthology showcasing this life of Tony Savone. And it's doing really good. So I'm really happy and glad for that. We're glad to hear that too. Now, before we move to the next half, um, I want to make an announcement that this Wednesday we have the Honeycomb Hideout that you're going to see uh, with their next episode. The Honeycomb Hideout. I'm going to put that down in the link below so you'll be able to get like the Honeycomb Hideout podcast. Basically, it's just, if you love anything dealing with talking about not just comics, but being able to talk about topics in the comics communities that nobody really wants to touch, you'll want to go to the Honeycomb Hideout. They've been going on for a while. They're going through, they just went through a relaunch. So they have their first episode up of their new season up and you can watch the second one this Wednesday. Um, the next announcement I also want to make too is, is that there is the, um, there is a Kickstarter up for the comic. Um, I'm for some reason drawing like a flip side. Um, if you remember, we interviewed um, uh, Byron uh, Folk last last season. Um, so you know, of course, he has a Kickstarter up. We wanted to make sure to let a lot of you guys know about it because this comic is you know really good. You know, he actually if you're, if you're local to like Michigan, he go he usually makes an appearance at Yomakana every year as well. So. Um, and we definitely want to support what he's doing and definitely think you guys should check out his project and, and back for sure. Looks like they're you're almost at the halfway point of the goal. So, you know, just go ahead and, you know, give them some buzz. Um, and then the last thing, if you're on this video and you want to see this video blow up and make Jan star shine as bright as possible, go ahead and give this video a like and share it so that everyone else can join in on this video as well. Um, now let's get back to everything. Um, now, so I also, I'm kind of curious, how long does it take for you to work on a page? Like, you know, is it like some people, you know, are slow, they're fast, you know, so how's your process in terms of that? Mine is average five hours. I usually time myself when I'm working on things. So is that like pencils, inks and everything, or is that yep. just? Yep. Oh. The whole oh, process. The whole process. Five hours a page. That is... That's phenomenal. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I want to make it a little faster, but I'm just impatient. So, what is it that we're like right now on the screen that we're we're seeing? Because it looks like you're drawing, you know, different um, pieces of um, like using a little bit of reference uh, for it. Yep, I just had an idea for like a rough background, so you know, taking some ideas and like color references. To kind of reference, okay, yeah. Now I like the colors right there. Like I don't know, I, for some reason, you know, I'm feel like I'm looking at at least when you're coloring, and this is, I know somebody's probably gonna roll their eyes at what I'm saying right now, but I'm like, I kind of feel like I'm like, dang, it's like watching, um, like Bob Ross or something watching the paint. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like I'm just waiting for you to be like, and just you know, put a little phthalo blue right yep. here. Just a friendly <laughs> little tree. <laughs> oh man. And we'll just beat the devil out of it. You know, he always says that. Like, we'll just beat the devil out of it. I just yep. think that's funny. <laughs> like the uh, and just smashing his brushes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know. Um, but, oh, we got a couple more comments that just popped in. I just have to say something because somebody I know personally, the Elite Ace, you know, giving the thumbs up. You already know what it is. We live action. So, no, I, had to, I had to steal his quote. I'm not going to lie. That was a steal. But... <laughs> All right, let's let's get back to being focused. Would you ever actually work on a major run of a comic for, by Marvel or DC? Oh, absolutely. What comic would you do? If they, they, they told you, pick whatever you want. Wow. Probably Ant-Man and the Wasp. <laughs> I'm a huge fan of those. The movies were okay. I'm glad you said that. Because yeah, I was like you don't you're not a big fan of the MCU, right? No. I gotta hear why. 
I don't know, I guess I don't really, like, get hyped over, like, superhero stories much. So, the whole morale of, like, you know, self-sacrificing for the better good seems culty to me. And it kind of irks me. <laughs> interesting, interesting. Yeah. You know, what? why is that? Like, is it just seems like too campy or, you know, like. Yeah, I don't really like like praising and raising another human to like God mode, I guess. It's just, yeah, it's really culty and religiously and I have a really bad reaction towards that. And yeah, like Deadpool and Ant-Man seems like, you know, a normal person doing normal things, just they happen to have some cool tools and superpowers, you know? More grounded. So you like more grounded types of, type of works. Oh, yeah. Like a lot more grounded, grungy, like, you know, stories about, like, really hard work, doing dirty things to get where they are is something that I connect more to. Then, oh, look at this cool kid, person saving the world. Do, do, do. <laughs> so how do you stay in touch with your own work, you know, in terms of making sure that it stays grounded and that, you know, it keeps um, inspiration and life in it? Oh, man. I am really bad at it, though. <laughs> I like... I get super jealous over like other people's work and you know I'm like I'm just you know re I'm replaceable it's not that great and I need to like put on some like self hype playlist that I have and yeah you just I just need to have fun like whatever that interests me and like trying to focus on the enjoyment of creating because I don't think it's something special. Like I told that to my boyfriend recently and he's like, how do you not think it's really cool to be able to create something from almost thin air into a visual like thing that you can like see and experience. And I don't know, I just, it's just something that I've been doing for so long that is just same as breathing for me. So it's really weird for people saying like, oh, you breathe really well. It's like, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so like when you see people who maybe they, um, you know, let's say that they're kind of just now getting involved with art, you know, and they're looking at your work and they're saying that basically you kind of feel like, you know, well, you know, I mean, I've just kind of been doing this. Like, but do you, have you ever felt like, like, how do you, like, as far as like that envy with other artists? I mean, I know you said that you have, you've had a little bit of it, you know. Oh, but... I had a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. You know, so like who, who in particular in a good way that you've had that with? Um, yeah, the people that I'm inspired to be, for sure. Um, there's some illustrators, comic books, like, seriously, like, any visual artist that I think they're great. I'm like, ah, oh, why can't I draw like them? Ah, uh, so. <laughs> interesting, interesting. So, if you had the opportunity to collaborate with like any pro in the industry, you know, who would it be? Um, I don't really know that much pros that I want to really collaborate with. I know Dirk Manning from the writer for Butts and Seats and uh, Burn But Not Dead. I worked with him before and it was great fun. He has such a good talent in writing like moody scenarios so I want to work with them again <laughs> um, Mark C. Dudley is my friend so it will be really fun for me to you know for us to create something cool but yeah other than my 
like close friends. I don't really have any like pros other than those two that I think about. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not a very like collaborative person, so I don't look at other people's work and go like, "Oh my god, I want to work with them." I'm like, "You do you. That's cool." Interesting. Interesting. Okay, okay. Now that makes that makes a lot of sense. Now I hear what you're saying for sure. <laughs> uh actually this might be a good segue into it. Uh how what all right, so for anyone that's like you know, maybe a fan of yours or aspiring to be you, let's say more specifically. Oof. Uh, be, or be like you, I should say. Uh, what would your advice to the uh, to these aspiring artists be? Oh man, just don't forget to have fun. That is one of the biggest life lessons that I had to go through. And art isn't worth it unless you're having fun. It's just really like emotionally and physically draining it's super hard to you know keep in like i don't know it's like it's really competitive you know there's whole genres and endless styles that you're gonna get compared to and i don't know it's just really hard so having fun is the only reason that I'll keep on drawing so <laughs> so have you how do you keep that fun like if you're in a like if let's say you're somebody who are like okay I have to hit this deadline you know yeah. I have to be able to do this I don't want to disappoint anybody like how do you keep that fun well just put a little bit of yourself into everything that you do so yeah, like the like what you said about the script where, you know, most people just get the script and just draw what's on the paper. Like to me, having fun is to be able to push the boundaries with that script. Like I am putting effort into making this script even more amazing than what it is, you know? Okay. <laughs> And uh, in in the case of uh, these the same or some of these uh, same aspiring artists, let's say they you know they're they're feeling themselves a little too hard. They're getting a little uh, overconfident. They're looking at you like I want to surpass you. You know what 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 would you say to them to challenge them? To challenge them? <laughs> oh man, I have no idea. I just what would you recommend to to further challenge them so they can reach greater heights? I'm just picturing Jan as like, like since you mentioned Pokemon earlier, like the like she's like the Elite Four champion, and like <laughs> everybody else, like the trainers, they're trying to like get the badges, you know, their art badges to reach the top. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. Yeah, I don't know. I just kind of just say you do you, and I never really. I don't know. It's fun to be that arrogant as well. So. <laughs> So it all comes back to fun. Yep. Like, if you're having fun with what you're doing, then more power to you. I'm just going to start saying Elite Four champion uh, Jan Apple. You know. Sweet. <laughs> Be, uh, please make me a bug type. Oh, my God. Trainer. A bug type? Why bug is that? Well, it's one of my favorite. Like, an insects are, like, one of my favorite animals anyways. Oh, but the whole Pokemon bug type lineup is so cool like please tell me you love scissor please That's absolutely oh that is such a sleek design you know that's a problem right you know i if i were to be a gym leader you know i prefer flying types <laughs> you can prefer your flying types all, all the while i don't oh. care so that's <laughs> no, hey scissor is is the the you know yeah. what <laughs> so this was this is more so aspiring artists, you know. I, I kind of want to flip it. Uh, would you give the same advice or something a little more tailored and different to aspiring writers? 
No, no, the same advice. You have to put everything down on the page before you can edit it. So, you know, even if you think it's crap, you can always make it better later. So. So have you ever had like a, um, I would say like maybe a story where you felt like you got really like stuck on it for a while, even though you were having fun with it, you know, maybe you felt like, you know, you reached a point where you had that writer's block, or maybe you even had that art block where you felt like you were creatively stunted. Oh, absolutely. And I just stopped doing whatever I'm doing for a little bit. <laughs> when that happens, like, I'll try to focus on something different. I'll work on like other projects. I'll, you know, go on my Excel sheet and code up this like brilliant task managed finance manager Excel sheet. Something to take my mind off of it. Cause I know when you get like obsessed over something, like you you get a tunnel vision, you know? Like you can't get the bigger picture. So yeah, taking a step back is definitely what I would recommend. So I know you won the excellent award mm -hmm. in the uh, international silent uh, manga competition. Like, what was that whole experience like? Honestly, a little disappointed. <laughs> okay. Like, not gonna lie to you. It's it was like, oh well, I could have gone a little further because the people who won higher ranks than I did were just this like really typical like feel good like of like it'll hit you emotionally in the, the most basic basic way and I'm like really the I try to be creative and this is what I get. <laughs> I think we need more of that to be honest with you in the industry, you know. Really? I think a, like more creativity, yeah, you know, to an extent, you know, um, you know, and at least from what I see, you know, sometimes in manga, I don't know how you feel about it, but I feel like a lot of you see a lot of manga that come out today that feel right, similar. like it's it's basically the same thing. Although I do love Jujutsu Kaisen though. I still have to check mm -hmm. that out. I've heard it is a good series. Like it really is. Like it tried to take the best part about like shonen jump and shonen manga tropes, mushed it together, and created something that's really cool. Yeah, I heard some type of controversy between um, what was it, um, Tidy Kubo and um, um, where the creator of uh, Junjitsu. Uh, Kaisen, um, where, what did they say? It was something along the lines like, you know, or, and I don't know how true this is because I haven't like started like digging deep into it, but I guess him saying something about the um, female characters in in the show, you know, or whatever were lacking or something, but then people, I don't know how true that is, but yeah. Uh, yeah, as far as um, uh, that particular show, I do have to check that show out. I have not. Oh, it's real good. But yeah, other than that, like, there are some gems here and there, but I really think that, you know, there should be more stories that are not unique, but try to be more, like, groundbreaking in a way. Like, don't use... <sighs> well, I don't know. So Taking you, what's already there and then making it your own thing instead of just another repeat, I guess. So you do you think there's like basically like a drought kind of going on a bit in the industry when it comes to that? Not really. It's not it's more like a flood <laughs> than a drought. I guess I could see it that way, yeah. If it's the same thing, everybody's throwing it's not that there's not enough work coming out, it's just there's too much of the same Right, right. Copy of a copy. Like yeah. imagine probably tell me all the time. <laughs> or they do like some you know, like 
I don't know, I guess it's something closer to like you take Red Riding Hood and then you just made it into a blue Red Riding Hood with the same exact story, but oh get it. You know, she has blue. <laughs> same way, different. Mm-hmm. Kind of reminds me of um whenever I see uh what's the name of that blue uh black clover, I just keep thinking. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean I don't know if it actually is, but it looks like it to me. Pretty much, yeah. It's just a magic wielding Naruto with a giant sword. So let's we'll take the let's take the last moment to address the comments one uh pretty much one last time here. Okay. We'll, uh, roll it to wrapping up. And of course the ladies had to come in once more. I belong <laughs> here. <laughs> oh my gosh. Jay Baker, what are your favorite stories? Seems like you uh, you like to test boundaries. I do. I already said one what my favorite stories are. Right. Yeah. Let's see. Imaginals TV. Dirty things done dirty cheap or dirt cheap. <laughs> Dirk Manny. Aw, oh, thank you. You know I love working with you too. Uh, Aww, thank earlier. You, thank you. <laughs> and uh if I remember correctly, it was imagine also responding to uh to you mentioning that that fun was the magic formula yeah. and all of this, you know. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It further said preach. <laughs> and this was a response to the uh, to the right what you suggested for the writers specifically, the vomit draft. <laughs> And just throw whatever on the page, and then the editors will clean it up. Jay Becker finally said, I prefer fighting and psychic type Pokemon. Those are good types, too. Psychic is one of my favorites. No one cares. (laughs) Get out with that generic, common stuff. No. I'm just going to say no. You need to stop. When I get some time, I'm going to throw you around another another Pokemon battle, you know, on the Switch. Throw it up. <laughs> oh, I just had to see if I had it right here. Yep. What? Yeah. Do you play, um, like, Pokemon Sword and Shield? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Like, I love the whole, like, you being a trainer in this, like, giant stadium and, like, there's a crowd cheering you on thing. It felt really nice. Would you design a Pokemon if you had the chance. Oh my god, I would love to work at Game there Freaks. There it is. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm super wait, have you ever because I'm I've never actually seen like I mean I've seen your Pokemon like you know you do like Pokemon um like you know like illustrations and stuff but have, uh-huh. have you ever like actually um tried to like kind of make your own just to see how it would turn out or no plenty of people do that and like I don't know I like to like see what they come up with other than just me just kind of fantasizing about it I guess because I don't know there's a lot that goes into it where you know they have to think about like game balance and you know they have their own lore and like I'm sure it's fun if I like made up on my own, but I know it's just fake, so. Interesting. Well, I know um, if you made one, I'm sure it would be a bug type, if I'm not mistaken. You of know. course. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, so we should probably head into that final question that we usually ask. You've already kind of answered it, but I'm going to go ahead and say it anyway, you know, in case you want to. Okay maybe make any, you know, like additions to it or anything like that. What is your end game? By the end of your, you know, your career or, you know, whenever you basically decide, you know, to, you know, Thanos it up and sit down and rest, you know, what what do you want to look back and be like, this is what I want as far as, you know, looking back on everything, how you wanted it to go? Man, I just want to keep on working until I die. I want to die at my desk. <laughs> just fall down. <laughs> oh my gosh! Just picture like a uh, like a pen with like stones in there. That's what uh, right. Jan has, you know, like infinity <laughs> stones. 
she's yep. just like drawing with her infinity stones. Yep. No, seriously, like I don't think I'll ever like stop. I can't imagine old me going like, oh, I'm done with comics. Not gonna draw for the rest of my life. It's it's not gonna happen. So, I like even if I'm not like drawing manga for publisher, I want to just draw for me. So, till the day I die. <laughs> That's very interesting. And to further elaborate on what you mentioned earlier, uh, you wanted to uh, to own a hydroponics farm. Mm -hmm. you know, for a greenhouse, uh, greenhouse farm run by robots. Why is that? Well, I like everything sci-fi. Like, I feel like the human progress is still slow than what I wanted to. So I feel, and also the whole, like, food crisis and, you know, how modern farming isn't really modern. It's just you know, old ways, but with more chemicals. So I want to, like, show to the world how, like, efficient growing green can be and should be. And I feel like that's, like, a big, like, scientific challenge. And, you know, I can slap on that fake-ass um organic labeling on it because I wouldn't even <laughs> need to use chemicals in my beautiful farm garden. Okay. And yeah, like, I don't know. Like, I think plants could be automated quite so easily compared to like other like part of the food chain, I guess. So so what if those robots decide they're like you know what we no longer require you to basically help us in fact we're going to turn you guys into seeds and we're going to basically siphon off your energy and you're going to now benefit this farm in another way then, then what do we do jan click it to the extremes <laughs> what do we do we just surrender because that's I think next step of evolution is to give them sand, like consciousness and if they if my robots could have that I am like I will gladly give my life to you and that's why you're Jan Apple right <laughs> <laughs> oh man all right well I think we've pretty much come to the the uh basically almost the end right here um do you guys have anything, or actually, Jan, do you have anything you want to mention or say or any announcements you want to say before we go ahead and close out? Just check out buttsandseats.com. The wrestling anthology is really, really cool, and I want to do more, like, real-life nonfiction comics, so go check that out. Okay, and we'll put that down in the link below. Thank you. Also, make sure you guys hit the like button before you head on out of here. Make this blow up so that we can, of course, spread Jan far and wide um, and, and make this really uh, shine brightly. Um, also, if you're new to Shining Otaku and you not only like interviews, but you like videos that focus on manga, manga creation, you know, discussion, community discussions, that sort of thing, you know, or even want to know about the projects that we're working on, you'll definitely want to go ahead and hit the subscribe button. We're almost to 250, so, you know, definitely would be greatly appreciated. Um, and then, is there anything else, Nico? I think that might be everything. Um, I'll just repeat the uh, Russell Seats uh, website. What's Say it, it one more time. Uh, Russell Seats website. Uh, I, might have, I might have typed it wrong. Oh, oh. buttsandseats.com. Buttsandseats? Yep. Oh, okay. Dot com. I'll go ahead and put that down uh, below. Yeah, this is the first time I ever got a professional colorist coloring my artwork, and I'm so excited. Oh my gosh! It's funny that you say it. I'm like I'm I'm thinking about your colors. It's like you're excited. I'm like, well, how good is this person? <laughs> <laughs> Goodness, but um. Okay, well, I think that's pretty much everything that we've covered today. I do want to say that next, no, not next week. Two weeks from now, we're going to be doing a um, 
a interview with uh, Gabrielle from Viz Media. Yes, so from Viz Media. So you'll definitely want to make sure you guys check that one out. Um, you should see that. What day will that be? Uh, it'll be at the same time. That should be, I believe, on the 11th. Yes, yep. April 11th. So April 11th, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You'll see us there. Um, one last thing I want to say. Um, is that the finished result of the piece right there that we see there on the screen? I'm also not finished, but, you know, um, or is there more that we're missing? Uh, are you? Are, okay, there we go. I just kind of wondered if, how it all looked, looks at the end. Um, okay, well, in any case, um, we'll go ahead and head out of here, guys. Um, thank you guys for watching, and we will see you later. Yep. Thank you. Catch y'all later. You for your time. Jen, Urban, stay on just a minute here. Anyway, catch you guys later.